Coming up on this week's episode, we begin with curbside pickup without a car, tricking your siblings with Photoshop, and the too expensive coffee cup of the future. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Twitter subscriptions and the dangers of old software. It's all starting right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 302, recorded February 15th, 2021. Surprise, you're adopted. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by Colby Rabideau. He doesn't need a nickname. He's I'm his here. own man, damn it. <laughs> I'm singular. Um, <laughs> the Colby. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that's me. As far as I know, there's not another one, but there probably is. There, there may be a few. Yeah, like one or two. A handful, a rough handful. I wonder if there are more Colbys with Ys or IEs at the end. That's a good question. Is there a place? I think there should be a place like the census should publish a report. There is. There is a website, but it's only like the top 10,000 names or something. Like it isn't every name. Right. See, I'm interested in the long tail Uh, of names, like the weird ones, you know, the apples and the blue ivies pilot inspector was always my favorite inspector <laughs> with a k i think it was nicholas cage's kid <laughs> uh that's funny yeah but alas so if we've done 302 episodes that's 302 hours right uh, and we go over an hour more than we go under so we've at bare minimum done a 302 if you add up the number at some point i have the math i have all the files i'll have to add them up Mm. i think the real like the next time we're doing future picks i think we should have a running show bit about like how long it'll be before we can be digitally recreated from the (laughs) how long it takes us to say every word in the dictionary right Right. from the catalog of of don't panic um when will the technology exist to to create digital clones of of the three of us well did i tell you i tried that (laughs) i tried yes you remember descript which which was the the software that was cool and i downloaded it i tried it and i didn't find it very helpful compared to what we normally do it was kind of the voice recognition didn't work as well as i liked i think it's Mm. because we talk fast and mumble and we're not really good talkers which 300 episodes later you would think would not be the case but one of the features (laughs) they have is you actually can read so you would have to manually do this i can't do it from scrubbing the episodes but they have a script you read and it's pretty long yeah. Uh, and as you're, after you're done reading the script, it's supposed to be able to take your voice and allow you to type and say anything in your voice. <laughs> yeah. So I read the script. It did not work. I will say that for the record. <laughs> it sounded messed up. Oh. So Darn. hopefully maybe the technology gets better. But I was like, can I trick Colby and Dan into, hey, would you guys <laughs> mind reading this like, eight, you know, 20 page book out loud for me? Amazing. Yeah, that's cool. If I ever come into like a bunch of money that I have no use for, I would I would totally pay someone to like transcribe the entire show. Well, that see, that's be... funny. Yeah, I would donate it to poor people, but I guess that's pretty cool too. <laughs> no, but that, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I could resist. Like, you set me up. Like if I had money, I had nothing better to do with. Literally nothing. <laughs> All the world's problems were solved. And I, I could think, just, could I you imagine the great statistics you would get out of transcribing the, like, turns out the most common word they say is that. Like, <laughs> All right, that's cool. All right. Yep. We are not interesting people. Certainly not. No. Um, what's going on, Colby? What's, what's new? Dan usually brings the exciting anecdotes and stories, so. Yeah, that's, that's true, isn't it? Um, let's see. Most most of my life is not exciting. I don't really leave my apartment. Lately, it's been difficult to get groceries delivered again for some reason. Like there was a period like this at the beginning of quarantine where like it was really hard to get a delivery. But and then it was fine for a long time, and now it's now it's back to hard again. I don't know why. I tried picking up. Again, we talked about this on the show. I tried like doing a Whole Foods order and 
doing pickup. So like, you know, whatever, you're supposed to just go to the store and pick it up. Mm-hmm. But again, like, I think I complained about Target too. There was no, like, there was no... I don't know. I guess I was expecting like you would pick it up and like there would be a special place that you just go to the pickup and like get it and then leave and you don't have to like do the whole store rigmarole. But like there was nothing nothing like that. It it was at like the customer service desk, which I guess is a separate place. But like to get to it, you had to traverse the entire grocery store. So that was disappointing. So groceries are still annoying. But. Well, I, I would say, you know, maybe now might be a good time to invest in an automobile because curbside pickup mm. is the way to go. Target curbside pickup is insanely amazing That's because you nice. literally just go and they just bring the stuff out and they put it in your car and then they go away and then you leave. And it's kind right. of impressive. See, the problem is the grocery stores and Targets here don't have parking lots. So mm. they don't City do Target. curbside pickup. Yeah. I would I would be happy to stand outside and wait for my groceries. I think that would be that would be fine. <laughs> just, they do have curbs. I yeah, could just I could just stand, stand there in the road if they want. <laughs> just shouting at the store, "Give me my order." <laughs> Help. Yeah. So that's happening. My dishwasher still works pretty well. Good. I'm still kind of reeling about the existence of gas-powered dryers yeah terrifying you know i read an article today this is interesting yeah that apparently everyone for a long time has said gas stoves are better yeah it turns out that's a lie from the natural gas industry bastards they've spent years marketing turns out not only do they release dangerous things into your home like unsurprisingly carbon monoxide and oh, yeah. but also like yeah. soot and hydrofluorocarbons and other bad shit but also they're terrible for greenhouse gases oh yeah that's true i feel like the only thing that people thought gas stoves were better at was like the actual cooking i've definitely read more efficient when it comes oh, to gas really? now what does that mean i've never read that that yeah that absolutely i believe is like pure uh propaganda but like there's literally been like a paid decades-long strategy from the natural gas industry around gas stoves <laughs> like of course because nothing in life doesn't have an industry that isn't pushing it <laughs> you're like wow peanut butter's popular all of a sudden you're like oh no that's no accident it was the peanut butter industry that was it's like god damn it <laughs> right <laughs> the peanut lobby yeah, there's so many uh, honestly be, there's so many industry trade groups and their only job is to make their products seem. I saw, was it the other day? It was the Bottle Association that makes like glass and plastic bottles. I guess they have an association. And they were advertising that their bottles, their bottle caps were now 100% recyclable. Okay. Because I guess they weren't before. But then someone like quote tweeted it and was like, but you do know that like 75% of stuff that we put in recycling never actually gets recycled because no one invests in recycling infrastructure, which would be better if the bottle and trade industry did that. But instead they get to market that their bottles are recyclable and they'll never actually be recycled. I was, so speaking of bottles and likely this same, this same group of companies and whatever, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about, recycling like bottle recycling and did you know that the the you know how plastic things have like that number inside the recycling thing do you know that number has nothing to do with recycling yep it's just like the number indicates what kind of plastic it is it does not indicate whether or not the bottle is recyclable it, but it, that's like mandated most states like mandate that that recycling thing is on there but it's it's meaningless it's just bs yeah well it's the same with the bpa you remember the big nalgene bottle bpa well i worked at the plastic company that made the plastic with bpa and our competitor came out with the non-bpa and we like studied it in the lab and it is literally just as bad for you (laughs) It, it, it releases a almost identical but not bpa chemical into the things you put in it in the same amounts the bpa stuff does it's just yeah. not called bpa that's that's what that's how you do it it's just anyway so that's yeah. good it's like msg 
Madison Square Garden. No, that that I'm stuff just, that's in Chinese food. <laughs> the 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 mono mono something glutamate, monosodium glutamate, the the, the fake salt. Right. That's like a hundred times saltier than normal salt. <laughs> I love science. <laughs> Super salt. It's amazing. Exactly. In science. Now I have I have two anecdotes, Colby. I've got one that's a new personal project, and I've got one that's tech related. Which would you like to hear first, or just uh, one personal project, then tech related? Then we'll I've, segue into the news. I have been I've started to digitize my family's photographs. Ooh! Now I've done the math, kind of the back of the napkin math, and there are easily. And this is a vast undercount, I believe, about 5,000 photos that have to be digitized. My parents took a lot of pictures. That is that is a lot of pictures. It, it is intimidating, but I'll show you this. This will be fun for the video people. Check out the Epson Fast Photo Photo Scanner. Whoa. Get the right equipment for the job. What you oh do God, is that like a dollar bill counter? Does it does it do it like that? <laughs> yes, it does. But for photo scanning, it's incredible. You put a stack of like 40 photos in and yeah. it shoots them out one at a time. Flip, 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 flip. And it scans them in bulk. This thing is the freaking best. That's cool. It's awesome. And it scans both sides simultaneously, the front and the back. What's on be- the back? Well, a lot of family photos have notes and stuff written on the back, and it oh. uses computers, so it only keeps the back image if it detects writing right. or Something's something on there. it. And then it automatically corrects the photos and rotates them. Wow. It's I, I absolutely love this thing. That's very cool. Um, and it'll do Polaroids. It'll do up to 8 by 10s um, The problem is it's like a $500 piece of equipment. It's not cheap. <laughs> This will go well, on eBay when I'm done with it, and I'll get some I, of that money back. I was going to say, are you, did you, like, rent it or something? No, someone should. It's a good idea. Uh, but again, you do the math. I, you know, say it's 5,000 photos, me putting it in a flatbed scanner one at a time. I mean, the amount of time savings, it's yeah. worth oh it at God, some point. That would take you forever. Um, so, yeah, so this is the Epson Fast Photo. This thing is awesome. But... What I'm learning is that this is the easy part. Getting them out of albums takes for because oh, yeah. you have to slide them into the little plastic like photo holders or right. in scrapbooks. You have to like unpeel them off and unglue them. <sighs> it takes like if I just had a stack of photos, fo- I can get a stack of photos this big. I can get through it in like 20 minutes. Right. No problem. Even less. But when they're in the albums, it's a huge pain in the ass. So. Ugh. So that's what yeah. I'm working on. Do you have to put them back in the albums, or are you just burning them? I am putting them back in the albums. <laughs> um, I, well, that's what my mother said. She's like, well, what are you going to do now? Are you just going to throw them away? And I'm like, I'm not gonna, the point of digitizing them isn't to throw them away. I like having the photos. It's just, you know, everyone wants enlargements for different sizes, or they want, you know, so in case the house burns down, I've got them in my Dropbox. Right. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Do you have any like wild plans for them? Do you have like a project planned or are they just going to exist in your Dropbox? For now, they're just going to exist. I-, I have a couple thoughts in the back of my head. Truth be told, my family doesn't listen to the show, so I can say this, but uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm terrified. It was the same way I digitized my family videos. I, I cannot give them to my siblings <laughs> because my siblings are not that bright in some areas. They're great, but they're not that bright. And there are a lot of, uh, we'll say compromising photographs and videos for some reason, a lot of us like naked in bathtubs or sure. learning I mean, how to use the toilet right. <laughs> or just, I think your family took too many photos. Oh, they did. If I showed you when we're offline and not recording, I'll pull a couple and, and show them to you and you'll right. get the idea that I know my siblings well enough that the second they got their hands on it, it would be all over Instagram. <laughs> and I just don't, there's videotape of me like dancing around in a princess dress with my sister and just things again, not that I'm necessarily embarrassed, but that nobody needs to see, but, but us. Right. Right. For family size only. Maybe you can use, um, some like AI or something to (laughs) to categorize, like safe for safe for sharing family photos and share all of those, except the ones that are just slip them out of the the list. Yeah. 
Well, you know, you did give me a good idea, though. If there was an easy AI way to do it, I would love to, like, erase my brother from all photos until he's, like, five. <laughs> and be like, isn't it weird we don't have any baby pictures of you? <laughs> isn't, like, you're in none of these. You should really just do that and not don't say anything about right. it. <laughs> right. And just come, and be like, here are your photos. And he's like, but I'm not in any of these. And I'm like, well, you started in whatever, you know, there you are. Look, there you <laughs> Terrible. There's one photo of like a Bulgarian birth certificate or something. I sneak in there and like, what the hell? Was I adopted? This is, you could really rewrite, rewrite history at this moment. You have so much. I'm the, I'm the only one with the files and the photos, man. I, I have the technology. Right. right. So... So that's been fun. That'll take me a, a few weeks to get through, but it'll be cool. done. And if anyone else out there has a stack of photographs, they'd like me to scan for them before <laughs> the Epson goes to eBay. Your way. Yeah. You let me know. Nice. I couldn't... Now, see, I, they have these services you can mail your photos to, and they'll right. do it for you. And there's just something about that. It's... A lot of people do it, but it's terrifying. Right. Like, things get lost in the mail. I sent somebody a Valentine's Day card and it still hasn't arrived. So, you know what? They got to get right. my priceless one of a kind family <laughs> photos lost. Right. The point, of, the point of digitizing them is so you don't lose them like in the mail <laughs> or well, a that's also, disaster. You know, I talk about compromising pictures, but it's like some schlub in Santa Clara's popping these into a bulk photo scanner like I'm doing. I don't, I don't need some, someone touching my photographs, damn it. <laughs> they belong to me and definitely not my grimy, siblings grimy grimy paws off my my family like, well heirlooms. i think back to my days working in the marist archives where i'm very i wish i still had my archive gloves they have special gloves <laughs> you use with the the fine photographs that's awesome um but for my tech story all right i we talked last week or the week before at some point recently about uh ios 14.5 and watch whatever version with the auto face unlock. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I did the smart thing, which was get the beta on both. Now my phone was already on the beta track. I hadn't gone to the 14.5 beta yet, but it was prompting me to, but my watch okay. had never been on the beta program. Now my watch Colby had the same problem. Your watch did where there's not enough space for the upgrade because unbeknownst to me when they went from, cause you're a series three. I think so. Yeah. I think I am too. I think in the four and the five, they went to like much bigger storage mm. in the watch. And so it's not really an issue. Um, so I busted my ass to clear everything off the f watch and basically reset it. So I could get the update on there. It took forever. Colby, both my phone and watch are now totally screwed up. <laughs> They're totally screwed up. The big problem among many things, uh, the, first of all, the watch now alerts me all the time that it's just full, even though there's literally nothing on it oh, other than nice. the operating system. So that's nice. cool. But also, it now takes forever for notifications to show up on my phone. So like if you texted me, oh, it'll buzz on my watch immediately and it'll be on my phone immediately. Like if I went into messages, but the actual notification, there's like a 10 second delay before it actually alerts uh, me, which yeah. is incredibly frustrating because I feel it on my watch and I wait and I wait and it feels like an eternity <laughs> before me. the goddamn notification comes up. It is miserable. So my watch is basically useless because um, I can't install anything on it. Uh, <laughs> and it, all the notifications are mistimed and I'm miserable. So that's how things are going. That sounds terrible. I did it to myself. I am. Um... So I'm not on the beta of either the phone or the watch software, which I'm not sad about, but I did try. Um, I wanted to try out Apple fitness plus that mm. has the watch integration. Yes. And I thought, I thought that I'm not, I'm honestly, I haven't reconfirmed this. I thought I read that it was supposed to work with the series three. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try, like, I was like some like seven versions of watch software behind, because as you said, like, I can't just do it. Um, but I did, I, f I couldn't quite remember what the mechanics of what I needed to do. So I looked up the support document for 
this problem yep. with your watch. And the support document has has been updated since the last time I looked at it. And now the first thing it says is it says restart your watch and then try installing the update. And I did that and it worked without me having to unpair it, which was which was pretty nice. I was not able to use my watch with Apple Fitness Plus. So I I don't know what that's like, but I have some, some small amount of hope that I'll be able to update my watch. I like, I don't feel excited about the current watch, but I all, I do feel like it's about time for me to get a new one. So I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should just get it or if I should like try and hold out for the next one. Yeah. This whole fiasco has taught me that, the Apple Watch is inconsequential to my life. Like I may at this point, if you were like, if I if you're like Sean, you have you have to make a choice right now. Invest in a new watch or stop using your current one. I would almost go with no watch. Cause I really just the way I operate my life, it doesn't I never use any of the fitness stuff. I never use any of the heart rate or sleeping stuff. I pretty mm. much only use it for notifications. But even that, the way I'm operating these days, it's I just look at my phone. So right. I, I don't know. I, I just, it, it's, I, I'm waiting for a better sell on it from Apple. Maybe the next version. Right. That's a, that's what, where I'm at. Like nothing has seemed exciting enough to buy a whole new one. Yeah, I the watches, like it, though. They're not cheap. Right. It's not cheap. On the other hand, I guess like this watch has lasted me like three, four years now. That's like, true. It it's been with me. I do so I do use it for I use it for workout things. I use it for sleeping. Um like I basically wear it all the time for my details. Not that that is important to my life. It super doesn't matter. Um but it it's it like this one work it's working fine for me. It's just like starting to break slowly yeah i mean that's a pretty good run for an apple product you know i I just i I was just i was thinking about this the other day like what i want is my old pebble back and it sounds stupid but i want a basic super long battery life notification machine on my wrist yeah that's what i loved about it and apple will never make that um and any other you know there's a story in the rundown we may or may talk about about facebook might be working on a smartwatch but it's all these different smartwatches it's kind of half-assed integration with the os and so if you really want the full experience, you got to go with Apple. And it's like, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, especially on iOS. Like, maybe it'd be okay if you went with Android, but it doesn't seem like they're really doing that much anymore. Like, with Android Wear or whatever it was called. Yeah, Wear OS, which, I've, which I read has gotten better. It's still not great. It's gotten better, but they're just selling yeah. so few of them that, you know. Yeah, it seems like they've lost a lot of momentum whatever momentum they had yeah i don't know man when was the when did the last watch come out that was in the fall right with the phones i remember it was during quarantine because it had the oxygen sensor thing and everyone was like oh yeah i remember they did the I don't know because <laughs> I get so mixed because I'm like, was that the one? Because the one I remember with the watch is when they added cellular and they had the lady out on the surfboard in the lake who called into the keynote. <laughs> or the, I think the, that was a while ago, though. Was it? But see, that's the thing is I, I mixed these up. I'll have to uh, Google quick when um, when these were last done. But uh, <laughs> do, do you remember when I got when I decided to get an Apple watch for the first time in 2017 or whatever it was, I got one in like three days into having it after not buying the Apple care, which you don't do with any other Apple thing. I dropped it. I like just bumped it off the counter in my bathroom <laughs> onto the tile floor and it, the, the, the face completely shattered and I brought it in. They were like, it's like, almost as it's nearly as much as the entire watch to replace the the screen it's like do you know i still to this day 
use that cautionary tale when anyone tells me they're buying an Apple Watch and I make sure they get the Apple Care. Yeah. I swear to God, I tell my Frank Colby and I'll tell him, I said, he smashed his watch after having three days of it by accident. You want the Apple Care. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, it, it's not like no part of it is fixable. It's like the whole thing to re, to fix it. It is like you replace the whole thing. It's not mm-hmm. like your phone. You can replace the screen on your phone. Uh, but yeah, of course, this one I've had for for three and a half years and it like doesn't have a scratch on it. But, right. As soon know. as you get the protection, you don't need it. Right. That's the racket. Right. Uh, by the way, I did look. Series six came out uh, this past September. OK, so I only have another seven months to go but what i want to look up is what the storage is yeah so the series three has eight gigabytes of storage and the new ones have 32 so that makes sense why why (laughs) i'm sure these updates are mass i mean the i know the ios updates are usually massive um to download so i wouldn't be surprised yeah and i'm sure when they're at this point in time when they're thinking about how big is it okay for the watch update to be they're not not accommodating us series three users well but what's crazy is they still technically support the series three and i don't know if they still sell it or not but they consider it a supported device i'm trying to remember if it's still in the line yeah they still sell new Series three. That's which crazy. is wild. That's that is wild. How much does a new series three cost? Let's find out. I guess it works fine. Like my watch works fine. It's just uh a hundred and ninety-nine dollars. That's expensive. It kind of is. I was gonna get the side by side here. So the three is a buck ninety-nine, the SE is two seventy nine and the series six is three ninety nine. So why wouldn't you just spend the extra eighty bucks and get the SE at that point? That's weird to me. I don't know. I don't know. But also, I was gonna say I see the series three on sale a lot at like the Best Buys of the world for like a hundred fifty or, you know, they they use that as yeah. sort of a sale priced yeah. item, right? I feel like I mean, I'm air guess, quoting a lot it technically tonight. Technically works. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's also it's that's the last one without sort of the fuller, bigger screen and like the always on thing. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have uh it's missing a lot of stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's time. I'll see if I can stick it out. <laughs> Hang in there. Hang in there. I just gotta keep screwing around with mine and see. Oh, and by the way, the other point I didn't get to was that um, as far as the automatic unlock of the face. Oh yeah. When it works, it's amazing. Uh, it is so cool, and it does just blip your wrist, and it's great. It works in my experience about thirty-five percent of the time. <laughs> now oh. again, it could be because it's beta. It could be because I screwed something up, or because I'm on an old watch or whatever. But it's not. There have been a number because t- it'll say unlocked unlocking by apple watch right and a lot of times my phone will say unlocking by apple watch and it'll just spin for a little while and then it'll just bounce me to the passcode so oh, that's annoying darn not great maybe that'll i bet that'll get better because like when they remember when they the last big update when they release like the automations you could do uh what's the thing called shortcuts is that shortcuts yeah yeah you can do shortcuts with the watch like the first round of that worked like 30 percent of the time like most of the time it 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 would try and do the automation and just not work and now it works all the time like i think maybe maybe once in the last month it's failed to change my watch face well and that's the one other crazy thing about this watch beta update is i don't know if it's because of the automatic unlocking or because of the my apple watch now drains i would say 50 percent faster in battery than it did before too so really my watch is useless yeah so damn is there don't, a way don't can play you, with betas can you get off the beta I, you know i gotta google it i know on the phone it's very hard i'm assuming it's the same on the watch but like i said the issue with the watch is it's full so it won't let me <laughs> install other updates so i would have to flash it i guess or I, 
you should you should try the restart it and then try the update thing if you i'm gonna have to do that i'm gonna have to google that i'm sure i'm not the only person having this problem i'm gonna get on the forums i'm gonna get on the forums like a real nerd (laughs) um apple support forums you can like post on mac rumors or something oh my god could you imagine could you imagine being one of those guys who who not only posts a problem, but then two years later comes back and posts the <laughs> resolution? I figured out. Who does that? <laughs> That's the worst when you go- try and Google something and like the 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 result is like a Mac rumors forum. See what kills me are Reddit threads. When you search <laughs> yes. a question, it's a Reddit thread, and then it like. The Google results don't really give you enough, so when you click on it, it's like, oh no, they definitely didn't answer it in this thread. Okay, yeah. waste of time. And I, I don't really use Reddit much, so maybe that's why. But like, I can never figure out what, how to see the stuff, like the actual replies to the thread on Reddit. Like, if you scroll down too far, it's like you're in a different thread and. I can, I can never figure out when it when it changed and what I'm supposed to be reading. It's very confusing. Uh, I've been suspicious that Reddit purposefully makes their mobile web page garbage just so you use their mobile app. Yeah, that's probably true. Wouldn't surprise me. Me either. Uh, Colby, we've got some news stories here in the rundown. And guess what? Because Dan's not here, you get the exclusive authority to pick the first story. What a treat. Uh, we've got them from all the big brands. We got two weeks worth of news here, which is exciting. Boy, I'm scrolling through. What is there scrolling, to choose? We've got, we've got big stories, small stories, medium stories, stories for kids, stories for adults, stories for moms, stories for dads. We've got it all. <laughs> stories Twitter, that'll Twitter for money, paid Twitter. Paid Twitter for money. Let's talk about that. Twitter is considering a subscription fee. Uh, Twitter is building a subscription product as a way to ease its dependence on advertising. Um, Twitter, the thinking goes, would benefit from a separate revenue stream. Um, A number of Twitter teams are researching subscription offerings, including one using the codename Rogue One. At least one idea is related to tipping or the ability for users to pay the people they follow for exclusive content. Other possible ways to generate recurring revenue include charging for services like TweetDeck or advanced user features like undo, send, and profile customization options. That seems terrible. Yeah, I mean, I guess... I guess Twitter's already kind of an equal, unequal place, right? Like, you already have the people with the blue check marks. Yep. And they get all kinds of, like... I mean, I don't really know what goes into it, but I know that like if you have a certain number of followers, you you start having a different experience than than most people do on Twitter, which probably kind of makes sense. But like, I don't know. I guess we might as well be able to pay for it too. Weird. Would you pay for Twitter? You know, it's so funny. I, I'm I'm a huge supporter of Patreon. A yeah. lot of podcasts I subscribe to, I always get suckered into the bonus episodes on Patreon. I probably spend too much money there a month, but I like directly supporting the artist. What yeah. kills me is the volume, where it's like, okay, I can do one or two, but by the time you're, you're all of a sudden, your Patreon's like a right. zillion dollars a month, and you're like, how did this happen? I don't understand how this works. If it's like $5 a Twitter account, you're, it's impossible. <laughs> Like, well, like, what's the scale and scope of this? Like, if it's like yeah. a penny a day or something and they just make it up in volume, <laughs> I guess. Uh, sure, you know, but I right. just don't. Uh, th- there was this great experiment years ago Google was doing and they stopped doing it since. But I thought it was really neat. And what it was, was you could pay Google a flat fee every month. You give them like $20 a month. And they would use that money to block ads on websites you were going to. Okay, don't talk to me, Google smart device. <laughs> Sean, Stop. you Shut confirm up. pay Google. $20. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> Damn device took all my money. My stupid Lenovo smart clock. Not very smart. Um, I should just mute it. I don't know why I don't do that. Um, but anyway, what I was saying was Google would um, 
take a little bit of money every time and it would wouldn't show you ads and it would mm-hmm. instead give the revenue directly to the website instead of the ad revenue but those were like pennies at a time right and so your 20 dollars would go very far now if twitter did that and was like look individual users can't set their rates at like an incredible amount but we do the math where depending on how much you view it or whatever like it you know, you pay Twitter $20 a month and they make sure all those people get the right amount of money. Like, I'm for that. I think that's cool and interesting and great. I'm all for supporting individual artists who can make money on sites like that. Yeah. Um, I just am totally afraid it's going to turn into... I think Twitch is a little zany when it comes to paying creators because it's like bits and then subscriptions and clubs and all kinds right. of stuff I don't understand. It's really complex. Um. I'd rather just be like, this person gets a quarter a month because I think their content's great or because I get extra content. But then again, I think the Twitter app is awful and I fear the more features they add. Okay, so now you have like a separate (laughs) Twitter premium that like, how does that mix in? I don't know. Like a whole different app. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the same experience with Patreon where I got a little too deep. It, like, it seems like a nice idea. It is a nice idea, but if you do the thing that everybody wants you to do, it's like, oh, okay, I have no money left. I can't I can't give you all $5 a month. <laughs> um, But, so, like, yeah, like, I've gone back through my Patreon, and, like, most of the things I Patreon now, I just give them a dollar or something, even though, you know, that's not one of their tiers, but, like, I don't really care if they it's give me... Right, I don't care if they give me, like, the bonus thing i just like i'm gonna give them a dollar a month because i like whatever the podcast um yeah (laughs) i would be interested to see how that even works on twitter yeah i mean what i'll ask you back what kind of content or features what would you want for your month like like think of a twitter account you really like or something what what could they even provide that would be of, of paid value. I could see like, <laughs> honestly, the only thing I can think of even is like web, like web comics. Like I don't sure. even like Twitter. Like I don't like Twitter. I don't go on Twitter. Really? I've thought about do every once in a while, like maybe every three months I redownload it on my phone and I do it for like two days. And then I, then I delete the app again. Like I'll go on like once in a while to look at something. I'm not going to delete my account, but it just doesn't, uh, I don't know. It doesn't like hold my attention these days for whatever reason, but I could see like Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I, I, I like, like web comics, that sort of thing where it's like, you know, a person does a one panel or two panel like thing that you swipe through and it's kind of funny. Like I could see doing like doing a tippy thing for something like that. Um, but just regular people tweeting. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. It would have to basically duplicate what Patreon's doing, right? Whether it's art or podcasts or whatever, right. where it's behind a paywall. But Twitter isn't the platform for those things. So it doesn't, I'm not going to subscribe to my podcast through Twitter. Like, that's bizarre. Right. Um, I think, to me, if I'm Twitter, what makes sense is just straight up paywalling a whole account. Where yeah. if you're a popular music artist, I don't know any popular music, music artists, uh, uh, Gwen Stefani. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then you just, your whole account is premium, right? right. You want to follow what Gwen Stefani's up to, you've got to pay her. And it's right. not a mix of content. It's just straight up. It's just my Twitter feed, but you can't see it unless you pay me. Again, would really only work for very popular accounts, but that's probably good enough for, you, you know, good enough for Twitter. I do think the idea of TweetDeck or premium analytics being a paid for service, I do think right. that makes sense. Because that that also probably costs them more money, right? Like it, like if you're at the point where you care, you know that in detail what who is looking at your tweets, or you have enough people where you where it is necessary. Like I'm sure we can look at the the analytics for the Don't Panic show, and you know pick out like which individual people clicked on our links. But 
Uh, well, uh, as someone who's used a lot of Twitter analytics for work, I'll tell you, their analytics suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really not good, especially compared to some of the other services. They're very high level, yeah. and they don't give you a lot of detail. And so I think a premium offering, I think brands, I think uh, celebrities, I think a lot of people would really jump at that. To me, that's a smart play. Yeah. I, brands love analytics, man. Yep. Yep. Makes you got to have them. Got to prove that ROI. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's my life. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I'm sure all these social networks will find ways. Honestly, I would just love a, although I don't use the Twitter app, so I don't see ads, but I could see a no ad, you know, a pay $5 a month and get no ads. I think some people would like that or the ability to customize the interface or, you know, like your your user experience rather than someone else's account. Yeah. Um, that's why I use TweetBot, which, by the way, TweetBot 7 just came out, and it is amazing. Um, Ooh, interesting. But uh, I use it because I hate Twitter's app. I think it's gross. I don't like seeing when other people like things. I don't like ads. I don't like all the other crap they put into your feed. So... Right. Um, that's probably why I don't like using Twitter anymore. It's, it's, TweetBot's the shit. But no, I, I agree. Their website, I think, is so painful. Um, yeah. So I'm sure they'll just make it worse. Actually, okay. now, that, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's the only reason that I'm still using Instagram is that they have a, I mean, they do the recommended shit after you get to the bottom, but they still let you like chronologically like go through what the things you haven't seen yet. It's amazing to me they haven't screwed that up yet. Yeah, it's kind of wild. I mean, they, it seemed like they were going to for a little bit. And, and I think they, they're still trying. Right. <laughs> Have you posted a real re- time. any reels lately? No, I haven't posted any reels. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe I should. I don't know. Um, is there another story in here worth discussing? Well, do we you got... want to pick one? I Oh, little old me? Really? You're going to let me do it? Of course. All right, let's talk about. I will. I'll let you choose between two. Let's do either uh, video gaming and movie theaters or the Florida water treatment hack story. Video gaming and movie theaters. Did I? I might have. Uh, oh, here we go. The Florida water treatment plant got hacked. Got hacked. Yeah, let's do that one. It's kind of a quick story, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah, let's do it. This was a a pretty big story uh, the other week. Hackers tampered with a water treatment facility in the city of Oldsmar, Florida. In doing so, they were able to remotely control a computer to change the chemical levels in the water supply, increasing the amount of sodium hydroxide before a supervisor was able to catch the act and revert the changes. Um, according to security experts, this is like the absolute worst thing that could ever happen uh, in terms of hacking, where you actually can poison a bunch of people. Right. Um, uh, now, would that is that chemical bad for people? I it s- sure is. Uh, sodium hydroxide, commonly known as lye, is used in water oh. to regulate acidity levels, but in excess, it can be dangerous to human beings because it's the same inorganic compound used in corrosive household cleaners like Drano. <laughs> Gross. Ew. It, it, it says on here, um, at 1.30 p.m. that day, someone accessed the system. The operator watched as someone took control of the mouse, directed it to the software that controls water treatment, and worked inside it for three to five minutes and increased the amount of sodium hydroxide from 100 parts per million to 11,000 parts per million. As soon as the attacker left the system, it was reset. <laughs> now, the Gross. follow-up... They found out what happened. Yeah. Turns out, actually not a, I mean, bad, but not a scary hack. Um, a cybersecurity advisor explains that the system was accessed via TeamViewer. Now, do you know TeamViewer? Um, I think so. TeamViewer is like a thing that like an IT professional could use to like remote, you know, it's like a remote desktop kind of like you have the login info for this computer and you can like log into it from a different computer. Yes, and it is incredibly... It has been hacked so many times. It is a joke. Right. Um, and it was, uh, and that's what was used. Further, all computers shared the same password for remote access and were connected directly to the internet without any type of firewall protection. Sick. Um, 
In addition, uh, they said that TeamViewer was stopped being used six months ago, but they just never uninstalled it. Um, <laughs> and they also said that it uses Windows 7, which Microsoft no longer supports with security updates. Uh, it is believed that it was an, uh, probably a former employee, someone on the inside who knew the password um, and just let themselves in. Uh, very unlikely that it was it was an actual uh, hack. Right. right. Not like sophisticated. A, like a bad person. Or, I mean, obviously this person was... <laughs> had uh disingenuous motives but i gotcha still a bummer though like i wonder you know what version of windows does your water treatment Uh, uh, it doesn't feel good like honestly i am probably i'm definitely more afraid of a disgruntled employee than a than a foreign hacker right right um you know, but the good news is our municipalities have lots of funding to fix problems like this. So <laughs> I was going to say now here's a question. Did, does Microsoft still charge for Windows? Like if you want to oh, put yeah. Windows 10, you still have to pay money for it. If you're building if it's like a brand new PC and yeah. you legally want a fresh copy of Windows, they will mail you one for whatever the fee is. I can look up what, what it costs these days. It used to be like 99 bucks or something like that. That's been like a really interesting. Uh, I don't know. Like, it yeah, just seems like not great. Maybe if Windows if, 10 home, 64 bit OEM, 109.99. Yeah. I mean, that's like if that's one of the things standing in between your like local government, like not getting hacked and and you know, do like doing the software updates to get the security fixes and stuff like is money. Like, you know, everybody has hard times. Do you really, really want to be like stuck behind a, a windows update? Here's yeah. me becoming, becoming like a, a, a free and open source, uh, evangelist in real time. Well, I, I'm thinking Colby's running for city council at this point. <laughs> right. Right. On the computer security platform. Yes, don't don't hack us. Is the slogan? <laughs> well, but it also I think it's one of those things where yeah, part of it's software and hardware, but part of it is also like, I mean, you you know this. You work in the tech industry. Very smart, good people at computers don't choose to work in local government. No, super no. It's not. Um, I, I I've never really looked, but I, I can't imagine it's terribly like lucrative. No, so they end up overpaying expensive consultants who don't do a great job. So <laughs> right, and it, then it they're really, gone. You know, people do think water treatment—they're <clears throat> about big pumps and about big things of water, but it's also software. You know? Yeah. There is a part of me that would be interested to work for, probably not the federal government, but like a local government. Like, I could see working for the city here. Could be so. Fun. What I'm hearing is if you are, uh, what did I say the town was? Oldsville, <laughs> Oldsville. Oldsmar. If you're Oldsmar, Florida, and you're looking for somebody to come fix your problems, call Colby. He'll upgrade you to Windows 10. <laughs> he'll set up a fire. He'll put McAfee or something on Norton antivirus uh, on yeah, there. Yeah. He'll uninstall TeamViewer, <laughs> and you'll be good to go. Do you, um, do you have antivirus software on your computer for work? Uh, for work, yes, they work. have some sort of, uh, complicated cause it's all Dell, you know, you buy the computers, but you get the software with it and the management software I and see. all that. So there's yeah. a package on my personal computer. Honestly, windows built in antivirus has gotten so good. I tell no one should ever buy the, the Norton's or McAfee's of the world. Um, it's, it's an absolute waste because built in windows antivirus is very good and it's always right. up to date cause it runs with windows update. That's nice. We have, uh, I have a Mac for work, but mm-hmm. we have to have a vast, a vast, I don't know how you're supposed to say it. We have that installed and it it's the most obnoxious thing. <laughs> like I assume the company pays money. Like, I don't think it's just like free, the free version that you download offline, but I still like every day I get some shitty upsell, like pop-up thing. That's like, Oh, you're well. <laughs> my favorite one is I get this pop up uh, that tells me my internet connection is insecure and I should I should pay them for their VPN, 
when I'm connected to our company VPN. Like I only get that message when I'm using using the company VPN. It's very obnoxious. Um, it's terrible. I guess I hate it. Damn! If only you worked at a company where technology was the focus. I know. I know. Where uh, I work for a screw factory. We don't do technology <laughs> at my company. God bless. Different them. sort of technology. The oldest technology mankind has ever known, the screw. Nails. I'm sorry, did you just say nails? Is this a nail v. screw thing, buddy? Because I'll take you on. Do you not make nails, too? It's just screws? It's just screws, man. Fasteners, as we call them. (laughs) Fasteners. It's the premium way of saying screws. Right, right. No, nails are for suckers, man. Screws are where it's at. Right. Never fastened anything with a nail. Nope. You gotta, gotta screw it, screw it good. <laughs> All right. Anyway, nice. uh, well, let's see. According to the clock, it is time for picks, and I'm excited. I'm gonna make you go first, Cole, because I am genuinely fascinated <laughs> by your pick here. You, you and by the way, I do have to preface before you get to your pick. I fall for your stupid bullshit all the time on this show, where you pitch <laughs> stuff, and I'm like, I don't need to buy anything else. And then now sometimes they're pricier than others, but I will say I've now have my OXO squeeze bottles next to, and I felt like a champ today squirting some olive oil in the pan with that thing. So good. It's going to, it's great. So I give you credit, but that was like $9. This is a little bit different. What is this? Uh, Yeah. I will preface this by saying fully unnecessary. Like, (laughs) This is a product that you get Instagram ads for. Like, it's dumb. No one needs this. I, it's, it's not only is it dumb, it's too expensive for what it is. But (laughs) I got, um, I first encountered this. I got, I got my lady friend one of these for Christmas because I don't know. It seemed like a good present. It was dumb dumb and and like vaguely useful but she got me one for valentine's day that i have on my computer here i mean on my desk here in front of me but it's a a smart coffee mug (laughs) and so in addition to connecting to your phone it keeps your coffee warm and i haven't i haven't gotten to use it for a work day yet that's the the primo time to that that a person needs to keep your coffee warm but like, you know, I make a pot of coffee and I like spend, I th- toss half of it out into the sink and pour more all day long because it gets cold. And like, it, I don't mind like lukewarm coffee, but at some point, you know, I want some fresh stuff. So it's basically, it just looks like it looks, it's right here. I have it right here. It looks like a coffee mug. Whoa. Um, You know, I don't know. It's kind of heavy. Like the bottom's kind of thick. Uh, but it has like a, a coaster thing. Like the charger is a, let's see if I get it here. It's like this, this is the, the charger. It just sits in the coaster like, <laughs> and it charges. Um, and it keeps your coffee warm. It connects to your phone. You can pick the temperature at which you want it to keep your, keep your, well, it doesn't have to be coffee. Um, but you pick the temperature at which you want it to keep your hot beverage. It connects to your phone. It connects to your Apple watch. They have an Apple watch app. It tells you when your, when your beverage has reached the, uh, the right temperature. I don't know, man. It's silly, but (laughs) weirdly nice. This, This is wild. Yeah. This is wild stuff. They also have a uh, a travel mug version as well. Yeah. Oh, you know, I the link I put in the chat was for the 14 ounce one. That is a full $30 more expensive than the one I have, which is the 10 ounce one. Which is which is still $99. Like I said, very, very truly silly. Um but kind of fun. So if you put like if you put like room temperature coffee in there, it will warm it up to. Yes, it mm. it is capable of warming things up. 
Um, I would assume, I haven't really tested this out. I would assume if you use it to heat things rather than like to maintain the temperature of things, it will probably lose charge faster. Like I think the battery is supposed to last for like, um, oh yeah, it says on here like an hour and a half the battery lasts for. If it, if it, if you're just walking around, I think you can you can like just leave it on the the charging thing. Like that's what I plan to do is just have it on my desk on the charger, and then it works like indefinitely. But I I would imagine if you um like if you use it to if you put in like you know room temperature coffee and and expect it to bring it up to like 140 degrees, it'll probably kill the battery pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But. It's kind of neat. It seems to know when there's liquid in it too, which is cool. Like it shuts itself off. Hmm. Yeah. Weird, stupid. Wildly unnecessary. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you own one. This is one of those things where it's like, I don't want one, but I'm glad <laughs> you own one. Yeah. It's the kind of thing no one should ever buy themselves. But it's <laughs> like a, a random a vaguely useful gift. So it's, you know, ladies, get yourself a man like Colby who will buy you an unnecessary <laughs> smart mug. Yes. This is a, I feel like this is a very sharper image product. Oh, if that this were is still a aggressively Hamaker Schlemmer. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all, you're right. This is, this is like Instagram ad kind <laughs> of, it's great. This is, this is like bad Kickstarter. I'm sure they started on Kickstarter. I'm sure. That's, uh, that you can also get it in gold. Ooh, baby. They, they have a metallic collection. You can get it in just the ugliest gold you've ever seen. Travel mugs. Gold. Travel mug actually is kind of cool. Yeah. It's also $180. Well, I mean, it's it's uh it's more portable. Obviously. That although they I believe they sell, I was looking at the accessories, they sell a um they sell a lid. I don't know if you can put the lid on the mug. I guess not. <laughs> no, I guess the lid's only... They should sell a lid. But I guess you don't need a lid because it keeps it warm. I'm confused. This is great. <laughs> Ember.com. Check it out. So weird. Buy Colby's fancy mug. Um, this week, I've got something a little more affordable, Colby. I had an issue uh, because I am now, at least for the time being, working from home. And my issue is I have a home computer and I have a work computer, but I use the same mouse and keyboard for both. And it was okay. getting really annoying and tired because I would unplug them from one and plug them into the other and unplug from one, plug them into the other. And I got really pissed off. And then I bought this. Now, there's a million of these and all of them are no-name brands. I don't know if one is better than the others. I know the one I bought worked. The link is in the notes. Uh, but it is a USB device selector. And so what it is, is on one end of it, you plug in all the USB devices you want to share. And on the other, you connect two USB cables, one to each computer. Mm. And there's a little, it, there's just one button. It's great. And you just push button, it goes click, and then it just switches it to the other one. And click, and it switches it to the other one. And it has saved me so much time and energy just being able to click, click the button and switch it over. That's pretty um, nice. It's great. It cost me 20 bucks. So money well spent. Right. That's the, I mean, that's the experience I wanted from that. USB-C dock thing that I got a while ago, which accomplishes the same thing, but for like wildly more money than, than $20. Yeah. 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 No, this thing, but this is a good like Windows accessory. You know, like if I were right. buying this for my nice Mac setup, I'd get something nicer. Yeah. But literally just to switch a mouse and keyboard, it's, and they, and they right up will admit on the site, they're like, this is for like, don't plug like aggressive accessories into this because it just doesn't have power. Like this right. is mouse, keyboard, maybe an inkjet printer. And that's like about what it handles. But so does it have like a, it doesn't have like a power adapter that plugs in. It's just a USB thing. Yep, exactly. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Oh no, it's dead. It's dead simple. You just plug it in and it, it works perfectly. I also picked up, um, I'll put the link also as a pick this week. I picked up a, HDMI switcher as well mm. because this monitor I use for the show it's a third monitor for my desktop but it's also the second monitor for my Mac when I'm working oh yeah and so I was also unplugging and replugging unplugging re so I got this and it's right. the same idea single button two HDMI's in one out click and it just switches between them so easily so Perfect. and that was another that was 12 bucks 
So I'll probably save you on uh, cables, right? Oh, just like... the arm strain of having to. Sw- <laughs> oh God, I was exhausted. So, um, so hard. So it's great. Now the only downside is I would love if these were automated, which is to- again totally unnecessary. But I would have had so much. I would have been like yeah, activate Macintosh, and they would have all clicked <laughs> on and whatever. But um, right. unfortunately, they're very manual. But darn. I'll put the link to both of those uh, in the uh, website and in the description for the show. Check them out. Um, I'm always looking for, you know, as I am a work-from-home guy, I'm always looking for more accessories. I should show you. So I used to love this computer. I'm so jealous. By the way, how is your computer chair? Because you picked it on the show a while ago. Are you still loving it? Yeah, it's good. I am, I've had this chair for, I kid you not, over well over probably 15 years I've had this chair. And the back is nice and the arms are comfortable, but the ass is just flat. I'm on a board. I'm literally, I'll show you, I'm sitting on a, ugh, I'm sitting on like a decorative pillow oh God, that's off of terrible. a bed, off yeah. of my guest bed. Like that's how bad this chair is. Right. And if my job ever turned to work from home, I would get a fancy expensive chair, but it's not. And I can't justify that. So I have to suck up the next couple weeks yeah. on my decorative pillow with my ass killing me. So um, that's my next work from home office purchase will be a very expensive chair. Yeah, that's fair. The yeah, mine's good. I like, I mean, we'll see how long I, I, one would think this chair would last a long time because it costs a lot of money, but that's not always the case, (laughs) but it, it does have, it doesn't have like cushion on the bottom. It has, it's like, um, very sturdy like fabric like all oh, the mesh sort of yeah so yeah. it's it's like i mean maybe that will like give over time or maybe it will just like wear out completely and i'll fall through my chair one day um <laughs> or maybe that's a thing that is repairable i have i have no idea uh but i don't have that problem where i'm sinking through the cushion into into what what lies beyond it's literally boring what i like about my chair is as i do like the high back Mm. that is the one thing i would definitely look for in another chair but that's another pick for another day yeah um i think you'll you'll um i had weird chair constraints because i have a high desk and i didn't want to replace my desk gotcha i only wanted a chair so i had to get a like they have them there it's like a stool chair like it yeah has a foot do you have ring. like the round footrest yeah, yeah okay um and it's you know it's great but there were like three options for for that sort of chair um whereas if you had just a regular desk chair there were like one thousand different options at, at many different price points you could you could pick from well, I had some smart colleagues that when we were sent to work from home for a couple months, they took their chairs with them, and I should have done that. And yeah. we all laughed because they were lugging their chairs out of the building, and we said, ha, 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 you fools, and I should have taken my chair with me. Very yeah. dumb. That was, I left my, my keyboard at work a year <sighs> ago. Yeah, the building might be locked and closed. They may never reopen it at this point. Right. Maybe they'll just let the lease lapse and... It'll sit in the basement forever. Your keyboard will go up at auction. <laughs> uh, Storage wars. Colby, that is uh, just about the end of our show here. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, we did it. 302. We did. In the book. Speaking of big monuments, uh, I got to talk about up for debate. Colby, do you know that this week we're celebrating our 200th episode? And No, I didn't. What, a, what amazing. an amazing treat. I'm so excited. Uh, people should check it out. We just did our Super Bowl prop bets. Those were a lot of fun. Matt and I argued a bunch about whether... Did you think the Super Bowl was good or no? <laughs> um, I thought it was fine. Like, I didn't hate watching it, but I super didn't care about what happened. That was more my position. Matt was very like, oh, it was the worst Super Bowl ever. It was terrible. And I'm like, yeah, it was a blowout, but... Yeah. You know, at least Pat, Pat Mahomes was great to watch even in a blowout. Right. So I was surprised at. I wasn't necessarily surprised that the Bucks won, but I was surprised, like, by the way that they won. I was not expecting it to be a blowout, I guess. Um, yep. So and it was, it was a little boring. 
fine. And, and Matt picked the Super Bowl winner now for, I think, the sixth year in a row. So if you're looking <laughs> to gamble, talk to that guy. But we do have episode 200. This week, we're, uh, we're talking about 200. We're recapping the last 100 episodes uh, that we did. We're going to revisit some old ones we did. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then next month, we're so close to March Madness. So you're going to want to check that out, too. He won't tell me what he's doing, <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, did you say, I don't remember if you said, are you, you're going to do like follow up on the prop bits this episode? Yes. That episode is on the feed already. So recap that we'll go through each bet. I did terribly. I absolutely floated. (laughs) I I, I just will admit I lost. You can see that if you follow us on Twitter Uh, and I lost by the largest margin in the history of our Super Bowl prop bets. So (laughs) it was an absolute disaster. Uh, so you'll have to listen to that. Oh, um, we have some great, and Matt's moving into his house this week, so we, we've got some exciting wow. stuff going on. Uh, it's a thrill, of course. This is Don't Panic. Dan uh, presumably will be back this time from the West Coast, which will be fun. Right. Um, on next week's episode, don'tpanic.io is our website. Go there. The audio, the video, the picks this week in picks three. Always a lot of fun. Check it out there. Of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast video version on YouTube, and of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show or Don't Panic Show at gmail.com. But we have to end it here. So on behalf of Colby, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. Happy President's Day, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.